afternoon or good evening. Already evening. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Um, I hope you still have energy for this evening. Okay. If you have your Bibles with you, please open with me in Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Let's all stand. Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Let's read verse 11 to 15. Luke, Luke 7, verse 11 to 15. Are you there? Okay, let's read this together. Ready? Ready, read. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nine. And many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when and they that bare him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for this evening. Thank you, Lord God, for everyone that are here, that are um, ready and, Lord, uh, willing, Lord, to listen to your word. Give us a heart, Lord, that is humble and willing, Lord, to accept your word. But, Lord, give us grace, Lord, to apply your word. May our hearts, Lord, uh, be humble, that, Lord, we do not deserve you. We do not, Lord, deserve everything. And, Lord, we are not... Um, born righteous, but Lord, sinners, but only Lord, by your grace, and Lord, only Lord, through your blood, which you shed on the cross, that we are become righteous in your sight. Lord, thank you that we can have fellowship with you, and fellowship, Lord, with the brethren, because of your grace in our lives. Lord, please give me strength and wisdom as I share your word. I am nothing without you, and Lord, please give us the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you may sit down. The title of our message this evening, Impacting the Lives of Others. Okay, I, I think there's a screen over there. Impacting the Lives of Others. Impact or Influence. Impact or Influence. No, uh, and it's, it's sad when you, are, when you are to the point in your life where, where you have a very, very close relative or maybe a son or a daughter that you don't have an impact anymore. I hope you don't get to the point, uh, to that point where you will not have an impact. Maybe you don't have an impact to the next town. Maybe not yet. Maybe you don't have an impact yet to your uh, cousins, maybe. But at least you have an impact to those people around you. And Jesus here, he made an impact and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go there, okay? But let's study first the background of this text here. There's a place called Shonem in the time of Elisha. I don't know if you know Elisha. Okay, Elisha. Elisha, the man of God. Elijah, Elisha. Okay? And for sure, Pastor Adrian, Mamjinki, my parents went to Israel. I'm sure they, they have visited this place. Around 9th, 9th, uh, 9th century B.C., the prophet Elisha was a frequent visitor to this town, Shonem. I don't, um, I don't really know how to pronounce the, 
the place correctly, okay? Shonem or Shanem? Shanem, okay. Now, uh, there's this prosperous couple. Prosperous couple. Now, they don't have a child. Okay? So, their home was on the lower slopes of Mount More and just a mile or two away from the, the a, a big highway. No? So, when Elisha was, wasn't traveling, and Elisha is a frequent, he, he, he always travel or he, he always go to Mount Carmel, a place of worship. Okay? But the problem is that uh, from Elisha's place to Mount Carmel, it's uh, 20 miles. No? So, uh, then there's this Shonem. So, the, the, the couple invited Elisha that they will make a room for him to, to rest. No? So, you're, you're now, are you familiarized with this, with this story? Now, uh, uh, what happened with Elisha and the couple? Elisha blessed the, uh, prayed to God for the couple to have a child. Okay? And so, what happened? And there's a the, uh, uh, big, big miracle that happened, not just a, having a child, but also is that the story that the, the child died and was raised again. So there's this co place called Shanem. Now fast forward, fast forward. The city is now called Nain. Nain. Okay? And I don't know if you have, I don't, any, I don't know any folklore here in New Zealand. Do you have any folklore here? Or what is a folklore? Folklore is uh, a, a branch of knowledge or story that is passed on through generation. Okay? Uh, in the Philippines, we have many folklores, uh, gossip, and uh, horror stories. No? Oh, this, there is a white lady here. So those are the, the folklores in, in, in folklore in the Philippines. I don't know in New Zealand if you have any for sure. No, you, you, you do have. It's, it's very likely that what happened to the widow's son who was raised to the dead, uh, that story passed through generation. For sure, if you are living in Nain, you, you know, uh, uh, people who pass by, maybe they know where the place the the where where the, the where the place of the 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 woman whose child was uh, raised by raised uh, through the prayer of Elijah Elisha. It's a very great biblical miracle that occurred in that place. And if you're from that place, you'd be part of that. You know, you, you have some pride. That, oh, the, the, it, it happened in our place. A great miracle happened in our time in our place before. In the story, Jesus was just about to pass by. But when the Bible says Jesus was about to pass by, it's not an accident. There's no accident with the Lord Jesus Christ. He was just about to pass by, but He became a man who had compassion. It's a, it's a quiet place, quiet village called Nain. Nain? But in the future, according to the book of Revelation, Jesus would be there again as a victorious conqueror because that is the place of the valley of Armageddon, the city of Nain. Okay? The city of Nain. So the, the place in our text, Luke 7, 
city of Nain, then in the future, that will be the valley of Armageddon. My parents had a picture there. So, I'm not promoting that you will go to Israel. You just pray, okay? If you haven't been to, you know, maybe uh, what, what place near here? Australia, you should go to Australia first or some other place before you travel far. Jesus approached the city of Nain. He discovered a great crowd coming towards him. But this crowd wasn't coming to see Jesus. Normally, when Jesus was in a place or a city, the people followed him. But during this time, the crowd is not after the Lord Jesus Christ. The crowd was a funeral procession making its way to the burial ground outside the city. And as with Elisha earlier, the boy who had died was the only son of his mother. Now listen to this. Maybe the children can anticipate that one day they will bury their, their parents. Or maybe you should not anticipate it. But you know, it's a reality. But no parent ever desired or no parent ever planned to bury their children. No parent planned that maybe na one day they will, they hope that they, their child will die. And no, no, there's no parent like that. The widow, obviously having a son die, would be a tragedy for anyone. Then, Consider the implications for this widow. Consider the, the struggle mentally, the struggle spiritually, the struggle socially, the struggle financially. To be a widow without an inheritor in Israel. Yet, she was a widow, no, no, no husband, but now, no husband, no son. It would be a comfort maybe if he has, she has a son, but no husband, no son. She lost her husband first. Now she lost her only inheritance. What a great affliction. But let's look at the impact of the Lord Jesus Christ in her life. The impact. The impact. Number one, very simple this evening. Number one, how did Jesus Christ have an impact in the life of the widow? Number one, in the text, he had compassion. He had compassion. My father always say that the, 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 the opposite of compassion is not hate, but unconcern. Unconcern. We just look at people as if they are trees. Or look at people as if they don't have struggles. Why is that? Because we only look at ourselves. And that's not compassion. When the Lord, the Bible says in verse 13, when the Lord saw her, when the Lord saw her, He had what? He had compassion on her. He had compassion on her. And notice here the, the, the first statement, the Lord saw her. That very simple statement, the Lord saw her. We need to see first. As Babius, the great missionary, the late missionary said, I sat where they sat. Sit where they sit. This is the attitude of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the theme 
the text of every mission, not every, but most of missions conference. Matthew 9.35, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The Bible says, Jesus Christ says, the, the Bible says there, He was moved with compassion. Move with compassion. You know what's our problem? Our problem is the self-focus. Our problem is in our eyes. And our eyes affected our what? Heart. <laughs> Notice this simple statement. And I don't... You just, you just follow the, the action next. Okay? If so... No, if so. And you know what happened next? Samson saw a woman at Timnath. Samson, what? Samson saw. Okay? Samson saw. And God, God, you know, plucked out his eyes. That's the later part. But Samson saw. Notice this, this next one. Achan said, Achan said, when I saw among the goodly Babylonia, Babylonish garment, Achan saw, Eve saw, Samson saw, Achan saw, this one, David saw a woman. No? And you know what happened? We have a weapon. What's our weapon? The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse verse. Psalm 119 verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Amen. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Lord, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. Let the word, Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. Dwell in you Richly, we need God's word to change our focus. God's word to keep our hearts. Again, huh? again, again. Eve saw, but God already told Adam, Adam, no. But Eve saw, Achan saw, David saw. We need God's word to protect us. We need God's word to change our focus to see what God wants us to see. What agape love can do. Your compassion, this, the word, when the Bible says, Jesus had compassion. You know, it's not just love, it's compassion. And it's not just the love that we know. What The love that we know, Ephesians said in the book of Ephesians, no man yet ever hated himself. What is that? It's it's self-love. It's self-love. When you look at the mirror, oh, you are you appreciate. Maybe sometimes you don't, but I know you love yourself. Right? You love yourself. But what agape love can do? Agape love? Agape love, the love of God? The love of God? Number one, it makes a difference. It can make a difference. The Bible says in Jude 1, 22, and some have compassion, making a difference. You are not different because you are educated. You are not different because you have money. Yes, you may be different on the outside, external, 
but you are different and you have an impact to, to your children first, to other people, to your brothers and sisters, to your society, to your work, if you have compassion. Com compassion, I mean the love of God. The love of God. It makes a difference. Not only it makes a difference. You know what agape love or compassion or the love of God can do? You know what, what it can do? Number two, it makes you love the unlovable. Makes you love the unlovable. First John 4.19, the Bible says, We love Him because He first loved us. You know what happened first? It's not that we love Him. No, He first loved us and then in return, we love Him. When I, when I, growing up, I do not love my papa. Pa papa loves me and in return, I love him. That's, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what love can do. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is what? He is a liar. He is a liar. Remember, remember this, church, remember this. You are unlovable. You are unlovable. If I can read your thoughts, oh, maybe I cannot, I don't think I can love you. Right? If, if, if I give you one-fourth piece of paper and you write your sins, maybe you will ask a five pages. You are unlovable, but God chose to love us. Amen. And so what's the result? What's the, the, the product of agape love? You can love the unlovable. Yeah. You can love the unlovable. Number three, it makes, you, it makes you committed. It makes you committed. It makes you strong. The Bible says in 1 John 2.10, He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. If you have love, if you have love, you will not make any excuses. Amen. Oh, I can't, I can't continue in church because of this person. No. Yeah. If you have love, you will continue. There is yeah. no occasion of stumbling in him. No occasion. This always, an, this is an illustration always in our church. If somebody hates you or maybe you're, you are offended by your pastor, remember David. He was thrown. Uh, his king throw a javelin at him. I don't know if you have a javelin here. Or maybe an arrow, a dart. Right? A dart. And as David played the, the harp singing, many times, not just one time, his king, his king throw, his king wanted to kill him. And David did not get offended. David did not David did not intend to hurt his king. That's what agape love can do. Agape love will, resort, will, will result to brotherly love. Brotherly love. Charity suffereth long and is kind. And how can we have an impact if we don't know how to love? Making an impact, number one, he had compassion. Number two, let's go to number two. Number two this evening. How did Jesus Christ create or made an impact? Number two, he had confidence. Confidence. Now, this is not a negative word. Maybe in our mind, we use the word confidence negatively. Okay? Now, this is not self-confidence. No. Okay? Let me explain. 
the word confidence is taken from two words meaning with faith. Okay? That, that's where the, the, the original meaning of confidence, with faith. And where is confidence here? Where is the confidence of the Lord Jesus Christ here? In verse 13, he said, he said to the to the widow woman whose son was in the coffin, he said, Weep not. Weep not. Now listen. Let me change that a little bit, and I don't I don't think I commit a sin here. Weep not in our in our in our English right now, you can say, Don't cry. No? Don't cry. He don't cry. But listen, these are the words that you don't say in a funeral. Do you agree with me? In a funeral, it's okay to cry. Okay, if you if there's a coffin right now and you are crying, I will not say it's no, I will not do that. Just go on, just cry. When when Nana Rosella died, oh everybody was crying. Everybody was crying. Why? Because it's natural, it's normal. Now, when Jesus Christ said, don't cry, he's not being insensitive. No. He has confidence. He's very confident. Jesus has so much faith, so much confidence in God's power, and he said, don't cry. Don't cry. Because he knows what God's power can do. He has confidence in God's power. And you know what, what the people what the people did you know if you don't have if you don't have this confidence then insecurities will grow if you don't grow in your faith if you don't grow in your in your relationship with the lord jesus christ if you don't grow in your faith insecurities will grow fears will grow and i don't know what kind of impact you have i don't know if you are insecure then i for sure i'm not Maybe this is not 100%, but maybe your kids, maybe, maybe your kids will be insecure also. If you are fearful, maybe your kids will be fearful. Insecurities. God knows, Jesus knows what His power can do. In Ephesians 3.20, now unto Him, now unto Him, now unto God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according that we the, according to the power that worketh in us in us my mom only prayed for a salon lord god when they were a very very young couple my my mom's prayer was lord just give me a salon where i can manicure people my dad prayed for a tricycle, a motorcycle with, it's like a Batman and Robin. Uh, uh, in, uh, you have this motorcycle and then the, the sidecar. He just prayed for that in, in, in the ministry. But look at this statement, according to the power that worketh in us. What is that? What is that? Unto him that is able, God is able. God is able. A few years ago, before I, I surrendered to God, I never thought that God can change me. Why? Because I, I'm very used to sin. Very used to disobeying God. Like, like uh, to, to disobey is normal. 
To disobey is normal. But God's power, He can change a person. God's power, He can forgive your sins. Amen. He will make you understand what grace is. Amen. Grace is not just a word. Grace, you cannot comprehend grace. You have to experience grace. Amen. You have to experience grace. Whatever your struggle, God can change it. God can help you. Amen. Have confidence. The Bible says in the text, people, they, they stood still. They, people are watching. The crowds are watching. And you may not be, you may not be aware, but people are watching you. Right. Parents, people are watching you. Yep. People are watching you. The Bible says they stood still. They stood still. There are two types of crowds in, in the text. The crowd of the Lord Jesus Christ, His disciples, and the crowd who mourns. The crowd who mourns. Now, when you have faith, when you have genuine faith in God's Word, you expect good things to happen. You expect God to fulfill His Word. You expect God to, to fulfill His promise. We have confidence in the Word of God. We can have confidence in the will of God. We can have confidence in the wisdom of God. Those three things. We can put our confidence in those three things. The Word of God, the will of God, the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. In, in, in God's wisdom, we need to be, to be humble. We need to be the, in, in, the, in the potter's house. In Jeremiah 18, Jeremiah 18, uh, the God, uh, the, the Bible says, And he made again another, another vessel that is fit to the master. And the, the vessel was good, but he destroyed it. He made another vessel fitting to him. Sometimes God will break you. Many times God will mold you, teach you something, correct you. God can use human instruments. God can use human instrument that is above us for the purpose of molding us. That's the wisdom of God. The will of God. How can I know the will of God? Through His Word. Amen. Through His Word. We can have confidence in that. You know, if, if I say this to, to every people or person or a young people in our church or even here, I can say this personally. And I have this confidence that if you follow this, you will not be ashamed. You will not regret. If I say, if you say to a person, follow Jesus, do you have that confidence that if he, if he or she will follow Jesus, his life will not be miserable? Amen. Do you have that confidence? I mean, you can give an advice. Have you tried? You give an advice, but you yourself, you're not sure of your advice. Have you tried that? Well, what's the problem? Because you don't have the faith, you don't have that confidence. Follow Jesus. Turn to God. Be faithful. Pray. Obey God. And listen. Have this confidence and you can have an impact. When you say these words with confidence, do you expect something good to happen if they follow? I'm sure, I'm sure, by God's grace, we are by God's grace, we are blessed by this church. We are blessed to be here. But um, many times, for sure, Pastor Adrian encourage you to do good. For sure, in, in, in this pulpit, yeah. 
Pastor Adrian, maybe, maybe many, many times mentioned you come back or be here or read your Bible. Those are the words with confidence. Why? Because it's not, it's not just a word, but it's an experience. Confidence. Let us have faith and confidence in the promise of God, in the power of God. This is how we can have an impact. We have what? Number one, compassion. Number two, what's number two? Confidence. Confidence, not self-confidence, but faith. Faith in God. You know the will of God. You know the plan of God. You know the wisdom of God. And then you can reach out to somebody. Hey, that's wrong. Hey, don't do that. Hey, do this. Hey, pray. Just pray. Hey, don't complain. Those things. You can do those things. Number three and last. Look at how Jesus Christ made an impact. Number three, he was out of his comfort zone. He was out of his comfort zone. Now, it's not really out of his comfort zone, but the, the, the normal thing people in his time was doing. Look at what he did in, in our text in Luke chapter 7. In Luke chapter 7, in verse 14, the Bible says, And he came while everybody was watching. He came and touched the bear or the coffin. The, di the difference of the B-I-E-R and the coffin is that this, the, the beer is, is open. There's no cover. There's no glass in, in front. There's no covering. It's an open coffin. Okay? And the Lord, the Bible says, He touched the beer. He touched the beer. Not touch the beer. Okay? He touched the beer. Let's go back to Elisha. I mentioned to you Elisha. So Elisha passed by the Shunammite's couple home regularly. If you can open your Bibles in 2 Kings chapter 4. And, and I will close here. 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 4. Verse 9, And he, she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber. Verse 10, I pray thee on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. And, and, and uh, let me, uh, let me just, uh, jump, okay, let me just narrate what happened so they made a room for Elisha they made a room and so every time Elisha will go to Mount Carmel instead of, you know, um, journeying 20 miles more Elisha had a place to rest place to rest maybe 20 miles right now is easy because of transportation 20 miles before, wasn't easy to travel. Okay? Now, in, in verse 16, if you can, um, what happened then is that the assistant pastor, Gehazi, Gehazi mentioned the problem of the couple. Okay? And then Elisha prayed for the couple. And so, 
What happened then in, in verse 16? And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, that thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. But to make the long story short, she got pregnant. She got pregnant. But what happened is that uh, her son, their son died. Their son died. And now, let's go to verse 28. Verse 28, please open with me. In verse 28, Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then verse 27, 29, Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins, and take my staff in thine hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face. Take my staff, lay my staff upon the face of the child. It's a very important statement. Take my staff, lay the staff upon the child. Now listen. What Elisha did, okay? Why is it that it's, it's the staff? There's a law in the Old Testament that they should not touch a dead body. Okay? So Elisha was right in just giving the staff. Hey. And it's, it's Elisha. It's, the, the, it's Gehazi who ran. But the woman, look at the faith of the woman. The woman said, I will not leave you, Elisha. I will follow you. I will not follow Gehazi. I will follow you, Elisha. So Elisha, Gehazi, ran. And Elisha, the command of Elisha is that if any man will greet thee, don't greet them. Now, please don't take that out of context. Now, I will not greet anybody in the church. No, no, no. It's, it's, the, it's the, the, the urgency. Like, run. Don't, don't stop. Run. You, you are, you have, we are in a business of saving a soul, a child. Run. So there, the Gehazi ran with the staff. And Elisha was following with the woman. What happened then is that uh, when Elisha, when Gehazi put the staff, when Gehazi followed the order, still the child was dead. What, 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 what did Elisha do? Look at here. This is what Elisha did. Uh, uh, where are we? Verse chapter, chapter 4. Now, verse 20, verse 30, verse 31, And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awake. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his head. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord, verse 34. And he went up and lay upon the child. Lay upon the child. He lay down before the child. And look at this. His mouth upon his mouth, his face upon his, uh, his eyes upon his house, and his hands upon his hands, and he stretched himself upon the child. He hugged the child while he was praying to God. He hugged the child. He embraced the child. You know what Jesus Christ did in the, in the city of Nain? He touched the coffin. 
while people was watching. Listen, the application here is that we are not encouraged here to break the law. We're not encouraged here to, to be defiled or, you know, or there's a mud there, I will put my hands. No, 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 that's not it. Jesus Christ came here to fulfill the law. The law is the shadow of the things to come. The Bible says, shadow. Do you have a shadow? That's not you. That's just a shadow. The real image is you. The real image is the Lord Jesus Christ. The law is just a shadow. The law says that if you touch it, you can be unclean. You can be unclean. You know what? Jesus himself touched the coffin. You know what other things Jesus did? Jesus chose to be a servant. Jesus chose to be a servant. He can be a king. He can be a politician. He can be a son of a businessman or many things. But he chose to be a servant. And what else? We are encouraged here to love. We are encouraged here to remove self in our service to God for the sake of one. For the sake of the gospel. Our intention is not to be defiled. Our intention is to win a soul. Our intention is to care. Our intention is to grow. Our intention is to come out of our comfort zone. And listen church, listen. I'm about to close now. Maybe you are not used to being rejected. Maybe you are not comfortable at being criticized. I don't know. But there are things that we are, we are so comfortable with. I mean, we're okay with simple things. We are okay with greed. I don't know what are the things that you have been comfortable with. But the, the, the application here is that we should come out of our comfort zone. I always hear Pastor Adrian said that he do not used to share the gospel to his friends. He just invite them and allow Pastor Harley to witness. But now he is, he is very bold by, the, by God's grace. He's very bold in witnessing. Bold in witnessing. He shared the gospel. Let me tell you, he's out now of his comfort zone. Comfort zone. If you know Pastor Harley, he, he will not speak. He will not, he will not come out if there's a visitor. Pastor Harley, if there's a visitor in the house, he will hide himself. But now he's very bold in sharing the gospel. Street preaching. If you are in the world, you are very bold in sin. Now you are in church, you are hiding. That, that's you are in your comfort zone. You will not have an impact if you will not go out in our comfort zone. For the gospel's sake, for the gospel's sake. I don't know what's your comfort zone. Me, I do have my comfort zone. I don't used to, I'm not good at uh, socializing. In our church before, when I was a kid, after the church, I'm gone. Sometimes before the church is finished, while doing the service, I'm already gone. Yes. But grow, we need to grow. For the gospel's sake, we need to touch people, not with lust, but with love, care. I mean, touch, touch with compassion touch with good motive I mean be there listen to them just be there I mean if, if 
if we will be criticized, it's okay. Criticized for being for doing good, not criticized for doing bad. A lady in our church who first uh, she first attended in our church by uh, by uh, observing my parents uh, coming to church. Mamnen and Pastor Adrian, they they know this person. Her name is uh, Ati Menjel. This happened during the 90s. We don't have yet a car, only a motorcycle. There's still uh, four or five of us in the, in the in the family, five five children. Then my mom and dad, and with some uh, some staff. So our our house is uh, maybe 10 minutes travel to the church. 10 minutes. If you walk, maybe 20 to 30 minutes walk. So what my papa did is that uh, motorcycle, uh, one will ride here and then the other will ride at the back. And then uh, the, the rest of us will walk. Will walk going to the church. Now, he will meet us at some point, midpoint. He will drop the first two and then go back to get the, the others. So many times during Sunday, it's like that. It's like that. So people already know that it's it's church time because they, they see us. I don't know what's my motive back then when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know if I was happy back then. But this is the testimony of Ati Menjel. She said to my mom, Mom, where are you going? Madam, where are you going? My mom said, we're going to church. Mom, can I go with you? Because you are so happy. You are so excited. Atimangel used to be a, a battered woman by her former partner. They weren't married, but her former partner, you know, hurt her physically. So she saw something in my mom, the happiness, the joy, that even though we were just walking, going to church, walking, going to church, but we were singing. My mom was happy holding us. Crossing the streets. My dad was enjoying, you know, driving the motorcycle. Fast forward then, fast forward. Yes, she got saved many times, you know. Her faith also faltered. She, she you know, uh, she experienced backsliding. But for many years now, she and her husband, she got married. And they were very faithful. They are very faithful in the church. Very faithful in the church. You know what? Why I mentioned this because her kid, her kid from her former partner, got saved and baptized also, and is a very faithful young lady in our church. And and the her 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 child, her daughter, uh, a professional now brought also her cousins, five of her cousins, to the church. Five of her cousins now. And um, four of them are in the choir. No, no, the, the point is this. You have compassion. You have confidence in, in what you are doing for God. You are out of your comfort zone. What's normal if you have no money? What's normal if you have problems? You will complain. What's normal? If, if people criticize you, you will talk back. 
You will be mad. You will you will be you will gossip something like that. But what's out of your comfort zone is that you will pray. You will be grateful. You will surrender to God. You will trust God. And the product is having an impact. Amen. Having an influence. Don't let us not problem our influence or impact to the world. Let's problem our compassion. Our confidence. Do we really trust God in everything? Or number three, are we, are we out in our comfort zone? Jesus invites us to take up our cross, deny ourselves and follow Him, and take up our cross and follow Him. And the impact will follow. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you, Lord God, for the simple message. Lord, we hope, Lord, we pray, I pray that we can have an impact to the society. And Lord, sad sad story if we don't have an impact to our loved ones, to our children. May Lord our worship, our faith, our, our Bibles, us Lord holding our Bibles, us Lord living your will, us Lord loving this church, us Lord supporting the ministry, us Lord supporting the men of God. I pray Lord God that we can have an impact to our loved ones, to the people that are close to us. Because Lord, we are, Lord, maybe people are not reading the Bible. People, Lord, do not believe the Bible. But Lord, they are reading our lives. I pray, Lord God, that we can be a blessing, Lord, to the people around us. I pray, Lord God, that each of us, Lord, will have this commitment that, Lord, our goal is to have an impact so that, Lord, we can share the gospel, the souls will be saved, souls will be changed from dead to life. I pray, Lord God, that we can learn to touch other people's heart. I don't know in what way. Maybe, Lord, through kindness, through humility, through patience, through, Lord, our surrendered will, through, Lord, our, our faith in you, our prayer life. But I pray, Lord God, that this church, Lord, will have an impact in the society. This is all I ask, Lord, in your name. Amen. Continue to bow your heads in prayer. Continue to uh, meditate upon the word of God that you have just uh, listened to this evening.